This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Raise Your Game. And as we finish strong in 2022 by hitting our biggest and toughest goals in the final quarter of the year, one of the most important areas that play a lot in lives now, as well as in 2023, is the forming, keeping and growing of important relationships. So life is relationships and now more than ever in this post-COVID economy hit by impending inflation and recessions locally and globally. And of course, you know, we're just talking about the uh, our ringgit against uh, the US dollar, a good personal and professional Professional relationships are what will help us win at work and in life. So Jeevan Sadevan, the founder of Leverage Lab, is here and he'll be sharing 11 powerful strategies to help us master our relationships. Of course, he joins us the first Monday of every month, unless it's a public holiday, but he joins <laughs> us then. Good morning, Jeevan. Good okay. morning, Frida. Nin- always good to be here. 90 days before the year ends. Exactly. You're always, uh, you're always the one reminding me and hounding <laughs> me and, you know, just, uh, you know, warning me, right? That's now, a powerful relationship, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there you now, go. <laughs> now, before <laughs> before you share the eleven strategies, now I have a question. That we all have okay. uh, very different relations at home and at work. For example, with my son, uh, yo, with my son <laughs> versus with team members or bosses or clients. Will these strategies apply to all? Uh, you know, like general principles, or are they for specific situations and people? Yeah. So I've designed the strategies to be principles oriented so mm. it can work at home with your son it mm. can work uh, uh, so you've got to do a bit more work uh, with your son it can work with your uh, with bosses it can work with suppliers customers uh, with friends close friends general general acquaintances it works with everyone out there they're very very powerful principles so all these 11 strategies and they're called strategies because mm. you've got to work on it you've got to work on these strategies and and they're very very powerful you will develop phenomenal personal and professional relationships in in other words, you'll master your personal and professional relationships as you move forward into the new year and you want to keep your eye on the ball of relationships because yeah. this is such a big thing and, right. and, and it's getting more and more important as well. Right. And you know, we've sort of covered this generally, but yeah. I think this is the first time you've really Very talked specific. about relationships right. very specifically. That's now, right. why is the forming and sustaining of important relationships over time also very difficult. Yep. Well, part of the part of the issue is because of what we bring to the table. Mm. So sometimes you may bring to the table uh, challenges of previous beliefs or, or pain. Uh, you, you could bring some suffering right. to the table or you're bringing a lot of things, you're bringing a lot of context to the table. Yeah, your own yeah. filters. And you tend to look at it. For a very good example, if I ask you, is microwave oven good or bad? You know, and then you've mm. got a filter on, you know, you will yeah. say, if you look at it with a convenience filter, it's just very good. I can heat mm. my food up in, in two or three minutes. But if you look at it from a health filter, you may, you may have a different answer. Mm. So, so we, we bring in all of these things. And so that, that can make relationships sometimes difficult to form or difficult to even sustain as you get older. And you may look at some of your relationships differently as well. And they may be fine. They may be just doing things the way they've always been doing it. But your filters could have changed and you could have mm. changed a lot of things. So one of the things you've got to understand, that's why these strategies, when you look at it, you have to understand, hey, look, I'm going to come to the table with so many things. So I need to be aware of some strategies this in despite all the filters I have right. that I can use to master relationships because life is relationships mm. and one sign of a healthy person
person is your ability to form and keep relationships. Okay. So that's a sign of a, of a, a healthy okay. individual. I'll find out after this, right, with 11 strategies. Is it different strokes for different folks? Okay, let's start with the with the first strategy. Okay. So here's the first one. So simple, so, so brainlessly simple. The first one, number one, is have more relationships. <laughs> so just have more. I mean, the thing that shocks me, especially now, many people want to close up. Yeah. You say, look, I just want to shut everybody out. I just want to keep to myself. Because, you know, when you look at the stress from the pandemic and the, and the two years of in and out of lockdowns and everything and all that stress and that, that, that claustrophobia of, of being too close to so many people and, you know, people just want to shut out. And, and one of the things I say is, look... It's difficult for you to progress in life if you have so few relationships. So get out there. Put yourself out there. For instance, I mean, coming here to BFM today, just just in the short while, in the short half an hour or so that I was here, I met two new people. Mm. Just like that, you know, mm. met two new people. So I tell people, look, join networking clubs, for instance. Mm. Join BNI, Business Networking International. Join a BNI group. And then at least once a week, every week, you're meeting all kinds of people, all kinds of industries. Join a Rotary. Join uh, Chambers of Commerce. So you want to have more more relationships and don't just be happy with what you have so make right. the effort right I'll give you my own my, my own yep. example just before the pandemic I it was a conscious thing because we get invited to a lot of things right yep. sometimes it's just it's not convenient to go sometimes it's in right. the evening and everything but I just said look I want to go to two networking events a month right. Right? right then it's not so stri- yeah, very not, workable very workable then you meet new people and you start having conversations yeah. and during the pandemic I know it's because I've done all that work exactly exactly that you know, you I can continue that continue, relationship right? and you can be online. And yes. But you see, the thing is you made that effort, yeah. even though it was twice a month. So I think it's not so much how intense it is, but the fact that we are doing it. Conscious. Exactly. It could even be once a month. Yeah. But the thing is, if you talk to, an, to the average person out there, they, they are not meeting any new people other than who's at their office. Right. They're not making any effort. And I love a guy by the name of Charles Tremendous Jones who said mm. this many years ago. He said, the difference between you now and you in five years time are the books you read and the people you meet. Mm. Don't read any new books and don't meet any new people. You'll be exactly the same. Right. So I would tell people, make the effort, get out there, find out where your target customers are as well and join those networks, mm. join uh, those associations. And, and mm. also on the personal side, get involved in groups. For instance, if you're a vegan and you're struggling mm. to remain a vegan, go on Facebook, look for vegan groups. I'm sure. And join a vegan group and you'll find out where to buy all your tofu and everything else. <laughs> you, know, you, you just, you just got to do it. So that's the first one. So that's number one. Have more relationships. So that's the first one. Okay. Number second. two. Second one is value what they value. This is so powerful. Value what they value. And I mean do it genuinely. So for instance, <clears throat> I value books. I love books. I love reading and I value it. And when I meet someone who also values books and say value some of the same authors I do, instantly we have some common ground. And forming a relationship with this person is so much easier. But if the person said, I hate reading, mm. reading's the worst thing ever, that's difficult. Right. You know, it gets difficult. So that's that's like a strike one, you know, that sort of thing. So when you value what they value, you find instantly you've got common ground. That's why during football season and all that, sales go up. Because if you love Manchester United and the other person loves Manchester United, now you've got, you value what each other values. It goes, just, right. you get along like a house on fire. You know, you just and really if you're get a Liverpool along. supporter, don't mention it. <laughs> yeah, but then don't mention it. You know, don't bring it up. <laughs> but see, the thing is, you know, you, you, it can be a lot of things. It could be books, it could be, uh, um, it could be your preschool kids, kids in the same preschools or similar preschools. Uh, it could be cars, the kind of cars that, that you like and they like. Uh, it could be tennis. 
You go with scuba diving, you could be seawater aquariums. Right. You see, it's amazing. But spend some time talking about that. Right. Value what people value. Right. And then finding, co- I think it's your, your some common ground. Find common ground, yes, right? I mean, yes, very simple. Exactly. I can always talk to someone and say, You have children. Yeah, and and we, then that's it. It starts. That's, you say it starts from there. <laughs> and they've got a teenager, and you know, it, it just it just gets really easy. Yeah, and because a teenage boy, ooh, we understand <laughs> each other completely. It, 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 and the thing is, you got to make that effort to mm. value what someone else's values. So, find out. You know, as you talk to the person, listen a little, listen, ask some questions. You know, is there certain holidays they've just come back from that you love? If the person went went to Santorini and, and you've mm. been there, and that's mm. it. You know, that starts yeah. something already. And I find this to be such a cool strategy and it's often not used enough. Okay. And so that's really powerful. Do it. Value right. what they value. Okay. We're, gonna, we're talking about 11 strategies for personal and professional relationship mastery with Jeevan Sadevan from Leverage Lab. Uh, we'll continue with the rest of the strategies after this. You're listening to Race a Game, BFM 89.9. Big Front Man, BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Race Your Game. Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab is here because it's the first Monday of the month. Uh, we're talking about 11 strategies for personal and professional relationship mastery. And of course, he also reminded me it's 90 days, thereabouts, till the year ends. You know, uh, you shared uh, two of the strategies yeah. earlier on, and one is to have <laughs> more, and relationships. more relationships. Two is value what they value. Correct. What's number three. Yeah. So number three is perception. So how does someone perceive you? There's a technique in NLP called implanting. So implanting is a very powerful technique. So you want to be aware, what are you implanting in someone else's head? You're implanting something into a person's brain, into their head. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, when a person talks to you, when they look at you or they look at your Facebook profile, Instagram profile and all of that, how do they perceive you? Because you're constantly implanting mm. in someone's brain whether or not you realize it. You're constantly doing so. So they are judging you already. <laughs> like they say, never judge a book by its cover. Yeah, right. Everyone does yeah. so it's already happening and so you got to take take stock of what you implant from the way you talk the way you dress the the way you carry yourself the kind of things you focus on uh, what you put out there you're constantly implanting and that's where this whole concept of branding comes out as well mm. it's it's a result of implanting a- example i give a very good example i'm going to ask you a question and tell me the first thing that comes to your mind safest car in the world Volvo. See? See? It's just, that, it just comes out. Mm. And if I ask anyone, 9 out of 10, they'll say Volvo. The, the 10 person probably is about to say it. <laughs> doesn't know how to pronounce it or something. But everyone says it now. Is Volvo really the safest car in the world? No. There are many safe cars out there. Yeah. But that implanting is phenomenal. You see, they've, they've, Mercedes will implant prestige. Mm. So they've implanted that for years and years, decades. So <laughs> you always feel that. You feel that, okay, if someone drives a Merc, they're rich. Okay. You see, it's that implant that has Good come resale. out. <laughs> yeah, good resale. There you go. You know, and, and Japanese cars, the Acon always works. Okay. So Economical value for money. Value for money, second-hand right. value again. So, so my my question is, don't leave this to chance. Manufacture it. Manufacture by articulating your words, articulating your brand, articulating your your everything that you put out there. Mm. And and you really want to pay attention to this because it's so powerful. So people want to form relationships with people that they perceive to be of value. 
Right. So that's why perception is so important. You want people to perceive you to be a person of value and then they want to form relationships with you. So when you make that effort, whether personal or professional, they want to. And that's why implanting is very important. And and it's it's as simple as sometimes saying the same things again and again. You're implanting a certain brand, you're implanting a certain philosophy and it's very, very powerful. So, so that's the third strategy. Be conscious mm. of how you manufacture perception. That's the third uh, strategy. So as you were just saying, and before you get the fourth one, is that how you like, for example, using social media as a tool to yes, push these strategies? Yes, an implanting right? tool. Right. Social okay. media is an implanting. So don't implant in people that you eat a lot of food. So some people just take photos of food all the time. I mean, if you're a chef, it's fine. Yeah. But if why would a regular person just keep putting up pictures of food? Sometimes you can, it's fine. Yeah. But you see, you've you got to pay attention to the fact that people are watching. Right. And they are forming a perception of you in the sum total of what Unless you put out there. Unless you're a food photographer. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, the sum total of what you put out there is how they form a perception of you. And it's in- interesting, you know, because it's not just your first post or, or today's post or yesterday's post. It's your last m- couple of months and mm. years of posts. There is there is a, th- a thread going through all of these posts. It's telling you something about who, what you, what, how people can perceive you, what you're putting out there. So right. pay attention to this and, okay. and rethink it. You know, if you put a lot of profanity out there, then that's that's what you're implanting. You know, you're a very crass person. You're implanting mm. that in other people. Mm. You see, so so this is important. In so that moment, you think you're so smart. Yeah, you may think it's really cool to throw all these things. And then after a while, say, hey, that was nice. And then you keep doing it again. But after some time, you start, people start looking at you in a certain way, perceiving you, and that gets harder for you. So yeah. it's just fascinating. You know, it's like, like I give you an example. But let's use Volvo again. So the Volvo S60, the uh, 0 to 100 is about 4.4 seconds. Now that's like, you're talking sports car speed, mm. but so they don't really focus on that. They focus on the safety still. Right. So when people talk about Volvo, no one really talks about that component. I uh, some, the, many of the guys would, but generally we still look at the safety aspects because the implant on the safety is very, very strong. Mm. As a sports car, that implant is not very strong. Mm. You see, but you go, if you go over to Ferrari or Lambo, then yes, that becomes a different implant altogether. So... You really want to pay attention to perception and how you manufacture it. So that's number three. Number four is develop strength of character. And this is something I think, especially now, more and more people, you really need to do this. You need to develop your strength of character because people want to be around people of character. They want to know that, you no, know, if, if, I, if I was dealing with, let's say, a real estate agent and I know he's got a strength of character and I can trust him. You see, when and you can trust people better when you know their strength of character. And the, they say this, you know, the higher your trust, the thinner the agreement. Mm. So, you know, right. it's, it's, you, a lot of things can even be done on a handshake because the strength of character is coming out. So you want to know that, that when I say strength of character, I'm not just talking of the general values of honesty and everything, but I'm even talking about things like, you know, this person, this carpenter is a diligent carpenter. Mm. If they did a cabinet, it will always be a good cabinet. Right. The strength of character is such that they would always do a very good job. Mm. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, that, that people can rely on you because of your strength of character. And, and too often people focus on personality especially now in this whole Instagram culture, everyone's focusing on personality and how cool you are to the people out there. But then what about character? Mm. What you stand for, the principles you build your, your life on, the principles you build your business on, the strength of character is very, very important. And the stronger it is, more people want to just do business with you for a very long time. Right. And they want to be friends with you and for a very long time again. Yeah. And if you tell someone off, they know, hey, 
you know, Jeevan said this, let's just think about it for a second, no? because the strength of character is coming out as well. So why would the person, like say for instance, I give you an, an author, Jordan Peterson. I have tremendous respect for Jordan Peterson. I love him. I love his books. I love everything I watch on YouTube with this guy. His strength of character is outstanding. Mm. So if you want to see an example of an individual who's who's got a very strong sense of character, strength of character, that would be an example of such a person. And, you know, he's always looking to do something for the betterment of humankind. Right. You know, absolutely brilliant. Right. Even in your point, right? You know, like people doing things on time, delivering yes. on time, yes. right? People will talk, so ah, this person yeah. never sends things on time, never there gives things go. on always time. Always late. Always late, yeah. right? Yeah, Not exactly. re- responsible. You know, I, I, was, I was doing this one seminar, so uh, my client's PA was uh, arranging, uh, the, arranges the venue and everything. And I've been working with this client of mine now for more than eight years. So, that, so I conduct these seminars with them every uh, twice a month. And so there was one day they changed venue you and now i'm never late for anything ever i'm always early for everything and and so they changed venue and the event is at 11 so just for fun and the event was in Daman, um, near damansra padana so just for fun i messaged her at, at about 10 30 i messaged her and i said i said so it's in puchong yeah <laughs> and she almost had a heart attack she said no 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 it's not it's this is the address no 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 and i said like, i said relax it's jivan sahadevan what do you think I'm here already. Hey, <laughs> I said I'm here already. I'm just having fun, and she freaked out. And she, and, and it's, but but this is what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's like like she can trust me mm. to show up wherever the venue is and not have to worry about it. So so again, it, it's something as simple as that. Right. So so you really want to pay attention to to number four strategy number four. So that's mm. a big one. Develop mm. strength of character. Number five, number five is consistency. Mm. Now here's a sentence to never forget: It is better to be consistent than it is to be brilliant. Mm. So take a look at uh, the Big Mac. It tastes exactly the same in every country you go to, whether it's Vietnam yeah. or London or, or Kuala Lumpur or, or you go to Canada. It tastes exactly the same. It's consistent. Right. And and no, you and I, we could make a better burger than, than the Big Mac, but the system of McDonald's beats anything else out there. And so the Big Mac stays consistent. And consistency allows people to want to constantly be with you, around you, do business with you, and because they love it. Right. And this is phenomenal. The consistent man will always outperform the brilliant man. Right. Always. You know, just just to that point, right, when you talk about McDonald's, right, when you just say, I'm going to a foreign country mm-hmm. and you don't know where yes. to go and you say, okay, yes, at least I know yeah. it's consistent. It's, and it's safe and you can right. eat and you're not going to have diarrhea or something. So you know that. Right. So the consistency is there and, that, and that's what people want. I give you a very good example. When you go to the stalls at night, say the mama, when you go there, mm. what do you order? What do you normally have to drink? What's your drink? Uh, okay. Say, ice lemon tea? Okay. Tea tari? Yeah. And chances are you've been doing that for the last 10, 20 years. The same drink. Consistency again. You see, so human beings love consistency. They love it. So one of the keys is to develop that a lot. So when when you are consistent all the time, people love it. If you look at restaurants when you go, you you often go to the same places not because the food is superb, it's consistent. Yeah. The fried rice tastes the same, the the, the spaghetti bolognese tastes the same, mm-hmm. and it's always cons- more or less exactly the same and you like that. Mm-hmm. We like the consistency so we we can predict. So the whole concept of consistency is about predictability. Mm. So when you are consistent in your character and your behavior and your personality and a lot of things in your business products and services, people can predict what they can get from you. So that's why it's very important to develop consistency. It's so important and and you can predict it. You know, I know if, if I buy a certain car, I know I'm going to get very good quality. You see, I know it. So it's, it's the sixth one then persistency. <laughs> well, the sixth <laughs> one is a very interesting one. So number six, number six is treasure hunter. Hmm. 
Hmm. So what's this? Now, be this is so important. Treasure hunter simply means see the good in another person. Today, in this world today, people are so quick to see the bad. You want to you want to see yeah. proof of this? You just look at the news portals and look at the comments of all the news portals, whether it's as Mele Mel Online, Star Online, Malaysia Kini, whichever news portal, look at the comments. There's so much negativity. People are attacking people all the time. People are so quick to find something wrong. Mm. But how many are making an effort to see something right, to spot the good? So be a treasure hunter when it comes to dealing with people. Spot the good, but let it be genuine, you know. You right. don't just flat someone and if they've got really nice um, shoes and you, you can... You can Compliment those shoes, but right. find treasure in that person from their work ethic to their behaviors to whatever it is. Mm. Be a treasure hunter. And most people are fault finders. Mm. There's so many fault, and that's so easy to do. You know, you can be a fault finder any day of the week. Yeah. But to be a treasure hunter is a complete right. different sort of personality and, and, you know, character and everything else. So I'd say this is such a powerful strategy and it's surprisingly something difficult now. I don't like your blue people. suit. <laughs> you don't like my blue suit. So there you go. She doesn't like my suit. <laughs> so now say something you like. So treasure hunter again. You love the shirt. The watch is nice. <laughs> and so there you go. You know, it, it's that. It's, it's just being that treasure hunter right. everywhere you go. And in, in, in corporate life, this is missing. Mm. It's missing. So find find work ethics you like. Find um, the job done well. Just keep spotting that. Okay. Which brings me to the seventh strategy, which is related, mm-hmm. uh, the cousins, the two strategies. Seventh one is praise and recognition. Mm. Praise and recognition is a nuclear weapon. This one is just insane. Is <laughs> is you know you need to be a kind of person that constantly recognizes people and praises people. And when you look at the research, if you look at uh, the research of serial killers, mm. they often don't think they did anything wrong. When you look at the interviews with serial killers, if a serial killer can think they didn't do anything wrong, that tells you pointing <laughs> out flaws in people is kind of tough. They, people find it hard. So, so you know, that, that's, we're, we're used to the stick, you know, and to yeah. try to beat someone into submission in, at work and things like that. But what's really more effective is actually recognition. When you recognize something really good in a person or praise them for something, they want to do more. Mm. They love it. Mm. And now social media has made this more available to us. For instance, how about going on Facebook and recognizing just one person a day Mm. or praising one person a day? Genuine. You know, if someone, um, kid won the second place in sports today and they're still really happy, you say something. This is tremendous. This is really nice. And they will remember it. Mm. People often forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Right. So that's L- where Lily is a good girl. <laughs> Lily, L- 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 yeah, there you go. So that's number seven. Now, n- number eight is a fascinating one. Right. Number eight is so. Before I tell you what number eight is, so I want to hmm. say this. Now, there is only one way to get anyone to do anything. There's only one way okay. to get anyone to do anything. What do you think that way is? There's only one way in the world to ever get anyone to do anything. If you want someone to do something, there's only one way <laughs> in the world. Do we talk do about this, this after the break? <laughs> after the, next week? No. Or next month? Please. Is it please? No. no. So the answer is, the, the answer is you've mm. got to make the other person want to do it. 
Right. If you want to get anyone to do anything, you've got to make them want to do it. So how? So here comes number eight. Strategy number eight is be interested. Be interested. And we'll, be continue, interested. we'll, we'll continue that right after this. I'm here with Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab as we're talking about the 11 strategies for personal and professional relationship mastery. So four more to go, but we know the eighth is be interested. But more deets after this. Race a game, BFM 89.9. Bluff free medium, BFM 89.9. This is Racer Game. Good morning, Frida Liu here together with Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab. He's here the first Monday of every month. We talk about the 11 strategies for personal and professional relationship mastery. Uh, we've gone through seven. Uh, one is have more relationships, uh, value what they value. Third is perception. Fourth is develop strength of character. Five is consistency. Six is be a treasure hunter. Seven is praise and recognition. Eight is be interested. Yeah, so, so back to that one, number eight, be interested. If you want someone to find you to be very interesting then mm. be interested in what they have to say and this is a phenomenal human social dynamic the more interested you are in what a person does and what they say and what they do and everything in their work the kind of work they do the more interesting they find you and the more they want to have that relationship with you um, in in today's world you often find two people talking no one listening Mm. And no one's really interested. And half the time, they're more interested in who's messaging on the phone, and they're constantly checking their phones and and all that. So it's becoming quite a uh, quite a serious thing because uh, uh, you can see the distraction in a person's eyes or in a conversation. You're talking to someone, and then they're flipping through the phone and they're saying and they're pretending to listen to you while they're trying to reply to a WhatsApp or something. So you wanna you wanna put all that aside and be very interested in what the person is saying. Sit down, pay attention, listen, ask questions. When you do that you are building all the fertile ground for a very good relationship. Right. So that's a very key strategy, number eight. Number nine is a difficult one for many. Number nine is boundaries. Mm. So one of the things in, in relationships is is actually creating boundaries. It's like in a house, you know, if you look at a terrace house, you're where, where the wall, the wall is what divides you from your neighbor. The wall is the, the, the division, you know, the boundary yeah. within the two of you. So so where your where their house ends and your house begins. And so same way within relationships, you've got to create uh, a boundary. Now, what happens here is when you have boundaries, there's respect. They start to respect you and people want to form relationships with people they respect. Now, you may think it may push, it might push someone away, but it actually does the opposite. Mm. It creates respect and it could be anything, you know, a boundary. Like for instance, uh, if a person comes uh, unprepared for a meeting and you talk to them nicely and you say, look, uh, in future I would really... Uh, like it if you actually prepared so that we can have a better meeting. So now you've created a boundary. Or if a person is late or if they, if they message you at 1 a.m. Mm. and ask for a document at 1 in the morning, so there can be a boundary there. Mm. So you, you create boundaries. Now, it's, it's, it's such an important thing and yet many people fear doing this. They fear that they may affect the relationship. And I say, no, you need to do this with respect. You can even be as simple as asking for your payment. Mm. So this is where many companies have a problem. They want to ask for payment, like auditors, accountants, they, they struggle to ask for payment. And But no, you should have a boundary there. And again, you know, be very clear, you've offered a service, you ask, get get yeah. paid for it. So that's that's number nine boundaries. Number 10 is build rapport. Mm. Build rapport. Now, spend a lot of time studying how to do this. One of the easiest ways to build rapport is, you know, have common ground with the person, smile, um, have, have nice con- conversations with them, uh, you know, 
be be delightful, be a delightful person to be around. Mm. You know that really helps. So build rapport with people. Too often, someone goes straight into the topic at hand, right. um, and they don't invest any time to build rapport. I think this is critical. So spend some time building rapport before you get to the important bits. When you have rapport with someone, here's what happens. When a person likes you and trusts you because yeah. of all that rapport, they're more likely to do business with yeah. you. Yeah. So that's critical. So that's yeah. number 10. And the final one, yeah. very important one, number 11 is be and demonstrate your competence and excellence. Mm. So that means be competent and excellent right. as well as demonstrate. No point just being excellent. You've got to right. demonstrate it. You've got to demonstrate your competence. People have to know that this is a very competent person that we're dealing with, a person with very excellent standards and they do a very good job. So be such a person and demonstrate that. How do you demonstrate that? You know, you could share testimonials of clients. You could put out there what you're doing or inform on your social media or tell people, give them a breakdown on your profile. You, you Or you can talk about about it. For example, a, uh, a doctor could ask a lot of questions and by asking all those questions, people go, wow, this guy is actually quite competent and he really knows his stuff. Mm. And so you, you want to be that and, and people love dealing with experts. I call this an expert. When someone knows that you're an expert, they love it. Even if you were a little bit rude to them, they still want to deal with you. I mean, imagine if you were going to do a heart transplant and the doctor is very rude. However, the doctor is the best extremely competent, extremely good at doing heart transplants, you still want to have that guy. Right. <laughs> so you just probably say, I'll scold him later. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you see, all, all these things that you talked about, even with all this, right, if you're not competent, yeah. it's still, at the, as much as I it's like difficult. you, you, it's, yeah, it's you know, it falls apart. Right. It falls because at some point, you see, if the person's not competent at all, then it just starts falling apart. It's like a guy comes to build cabinets for you and he does, has never done it before. Mm. Now, yeah, <laughs> as much he can as be I really like cool. You. I mean, yeah, as much as you like him, you have Nasi Lama with him and everything. It's like, and you say, look, can I have a drawer here? I said, drawer? I, I've <laughs> never done one of those, but we can try. We can really do this together. And okay. you're like, what, is, what am I hiring here? You know? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so. Someone I like. <laughs> but even back to your earlier point, I think, I don't know if it's boundaries. And yep. We talk about toxic relationships, right? Yes. What's an effective and low stress way of getting rid of toxic yeah, relationships? Yeah, so here, that's the other side of relationships. Sometimes you have very toxic people around you, mm. toxic relationships, and you need necessary endings. You need to end. So one of the low stress ways to do it is, is just minimize contact. Mm. and it will fade on its own or, or yes. introduce them to a competitor. <laughs> so that's another way to do it. So, hey, someone's so toxic, say, hey, hey, I give it to you. So I give them to you, you know, take the stuff. So, <laughs> so, but the thing is, I mean, minimize contact and these toxic okay. people just fall off. So very quickly, it's a quick recap. Number one, so 11 strategies for personal and professional relationship mastery. Number one, have more relationships. Number two, value what they value. Number three, perception. Number four, develop strength of character. Number five, consistency. Number six, treasure hunter. Be a treasure hunter. Number seven, praise and recognition. Number eight, be interested. Number nine, boundaries. Number 10, build rapport. And number 11, be and demonstrate your competence and excellence. All right, Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab. 11 strategies for personal and professional relationship mastery. Uh, he'll be back again the first Monday of next month. You've been listening to Raise a Game, Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.